the world is frozen, at least half of it is usually, it comes and goes. The other half of the world uh, continues in the sun. But we here in this ephemeral podcast hover between the two, between the heat and the cold, between the soggy and the crunch. We are simply present. Welcome to The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McElroy, and I am a cereal enthusiast. My name is Dan Goubert, and I am a cereal expert. Uh, it's a cereal expert uh, with a specialty in Czech studies uh, and a focus in all the quests that those Czechs may go on. Uh, Dan, I'm so happy to be here with you, and I'm happy you at home are, are listening. Uh, I hope you are comfortable. Uh, maybe you've got a bowl of cereal. Maybe you don't. Either way is fine. But this is a chance for you to just relax, sit back, and do nothing but think about cereal. We're going to have some news. We're going to have some reviews. And uh, we're just going just gonna to think about cereal for a little bit. You've earned it. You're worth it. Let's do it. Um, Dan, what is going on in the world of cereal? Actually, Dan, can I sidebar with you for a second before we please, begin the show? Please, Listen, folks. This is me, Justin McElroy. I need your help. If you see oatmeal cream pie cereal out in the world anywhere, will you just let me know at Justin McElroy on Twitter? Just give me a shout. I keep looking for it, and I really want to try it. It's supposed to be out this month. So if you see that, or you know the other one that's very strange, Dan, is that Honeymade cereal? Really? I don't know if it ever made it into wide release because I have never found it like anywhere. And I'm like, I'm not above checking eBay, stuff like that. Like I have never found this cereal. It is I mean, very I have strange. To, I have to imagine that the empty bowl effect just caused it to fly off shelves so fast. Maybe that's it. Have you seen either of those just on your shelves in the wild? I think I've seen Honey Made Cinnamon, but Oatmeal Cream Pie Cereal only got a wide release starting in December, so okay. it might still be slowly rolling out. Inching its way out. But either way, I think you're about to get like 100 boxes in your P.O. box. There. <laughs> Are worse things to happen than oatmeal <laughs> cream pies, both the cereal and the product sent to P.O. Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. Okay, enough of me uh, monopolizing the conversation. What is going on in the world of cereal, Dan? Well, in five and a half years of cereal journalism, it takes a lot to really get me excited about a cereal news item but this might, this could potentially be the biggest thing to happen in a decade. Uh, so I saw this tweet from an account called Ghostbusters of Michigan, uh, so representing my home state here, uh, and also the noble Ghostbusters who, who serve our nation. <laughs> Thank uh, you all for your work, your unsung heroism. <laughs> but they posted this really, really blurry screenshot of what looked like a preemptive list of upcoming product releases for General Mills, and we'll get to the other ones in a minute, but obviously the star here was something called Monster Mash Cereal. Um, this wasn't entirely unexpected because uh, a lot of people were disappointed this past year in 2020 that nothing really happened on the whole Monster Cereal front. They didn't get new box designs, they didn't uh, sort of change the gimmick at all, they just kind of did this giveaway of uh, three really, really 
gratuitously graphic busts of the monsters. Uh, but, but some of us were theorizing that because 2021 marks the 50th anniversary of the monster serial's first release of Count Chocula and Frankenberry in 1971, that maybe uh, General Mills was just doing a slow year this year to really build up to something for 2021. And it looks like Monster Mash Serial might be fulfilling that promise. Um, we've gotten a clearer look at this concept box art so far. It's certainly not a finalized box art, but it shows all five monster cereals on one box. So that's Count wow. Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, Fruit Brute, and Yummy Mummy. The latter two uh, being very, very cult favorite versions of the monster cereals that came out in, uh, were discontinued in the 80s and 90s, respectively. Uh, they came back for a year in 2013, and people have been really jonesing for their return ever since, and rightfully so. Um, so this monster mash cereal, it's still unclear exactly what it is. Uh, it, by the looks of it, it, it could be all the five monster cereals in one bag. Uh, they could be taking more of a Kellogg's altogether cereal approach where it's mini boxes in one big box. Hmm. Uh, but either way, there's a lot more questions than answers here. And since uh, October of 2021 is obviously still so far away, a lot of people are hoping that this could maybe be the chance to remind General Mills just how much a very, very dedicated uh, sect of monster cereal fans want the return of oat flour as an ingredient. Um, just because the, the reduction to just a corn base has kind of dampened how good these cereals actually are. So if Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy are going to come back, we they really deserve that star treatment in terms of a hearty uh, base cereal grain. Uh I would love this. I have fond memories of the early days of these cereals, and they just don't stack up anymore. They're a fun novelty, but they are not, uh, to, to use the parlance of uh, the, the uh, marketing folks, craveable, I would say, <laughs> in the way that some of those early cereals were. Yeah, I'm also curious whether if they're really, really doing a true uh, uh, celebration of the old cereals, whether Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy might get their original flavors back. Mm. So it's funny that in 2013 when they brought them back, uh, Fruit Brute was uh, cherry flavored, while Yummy Mummy was more of an orange uh, creamsicle flavor. But in reality, uh, back when they were first released, both of these were just sort of generic fruit-flavored cereals, but mm -hmm. Fruit Brute had these lime-flavored marshmallows, and Yummy Mummy had more of a vanilla marshmallow. So that's interesting to me, especially if all of these cereals are going to be in one box, whether that lime could really be the, the, the sort of make-or-break marbit here. Uh, but either way, I really hope this amounts to something wild. I feel like there's just no... I just... There's something about, like... Count Chocula in with these other guys that gives me a bit of nuts and gum. I, mm. I, I'm just not sure that would work. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, what, what else is, is going on in new serials? So if we continue on this, this lead that uh, Michigan Ghostbusters sort of shared with the world, uh, we're also, we also know that there's a Ghostbusters serial coming. We know absolutely nothing about it. There was no box art, no description at all, just sort of the assumption that this will probably come out around March when the new Ghostbusters movie actually arrives. 
So that's, that's kind of something simmering a little bit. Uh, but more interesting was the third new cereal on this sort of preview, and that is a third variety in the Cheerios Oat Crunch franchise, which we have, you know, talked so, so highly of on this podcast for many, many episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's hard to tell exactly what the box art is, uh, just because it's so blurry, but we can presume from uh, a sort of what we can see and the fact that the the color theme is blue, and I don't know why, but for cereal, blue usually connotes almond, uh, and really? it does look is that like. A thing? I think Honey Bunches of Oats must have started the trend with their sort of blue boxed almond flavor. That's really really popular. It's I think it's just as popular as the Honey Roasted version. Hmm. Um, but by all by all intents and purposes, looking at this, it seems to indicate an almond Cheerios Oat Crunch, which may not sound outwardly as exciting as the cinnamon and honey and oats that we've had so far, but because it's a Cheerios Oat Crunch cereal, I think we can assume it's going to be really good regardless. Um, that does, it sounds good. I mean, I'm, I'm in. Sure. Um, this is, we are edging up to, folks, long-time listeners will recall that uh, we are headed into the new year, and new year is usually a big time for new cereal, and I feel like the news is definitely pointed that way. Yeah, so General Mills did their official announcement of the new January or start of the year type cereals, and there were like over a dozen on there. And thankfully, um, we didn't have to, I didn't have to do too much cereal journalism work because we've known about most of them already, and we've talked about them on this podcast. Just as sort of a testament to the sneak preview advantage you get by listening to a serial-based media like this show. Um, but included in those that we haven't talked about yet was a Lara Bar cereals. Uh, are you familiar with the Lara Bar? Uh, yeah, I I don't think I've ever had one, but I know of them. Sort of like a a a cousin to the Cliff Bar, a neighbor. Yeah, That's our it's, idea. It's sort of like not a granola bar, not a protein bar. It's like more of an energy bar that's sort of in that nebulous middle ground. I haven't had a ton of them, but as someone who really weirdly likes doughy textures, uh, I really, really like the texture of them. Uh, That's just sort of a non sequitur compared to the actual cereal, which will probably not be doughy in any sense. Uh, There are three three Lara Bar cereals uh, that were announced. Those are apple pie. Uh, which weirdly contains almonds as well, which I didn't know was was part of the sort of apple pie repertoire. Um, there is peanut butter chocolate chip, which just sounds amazing because it has real chocolate chips in it, and oh can never really go wrong there. Can't beat um, that. And finally, there's cashew cookie, which they haven't really fully explained that, but by looking at it, it seems to uh, have maybe a cinnamon or chocolate approach too, in addition to the cashews. Um, I, I'm not really sure about that, but uh, much like just assuming that an oat crunch cereal will be good, this one really gives me the vibe of being like uh, the Nature's Path Love Crunch cereals, which are really, really decadent and rich and much more like desserts than breakfast. But uh, I think that'll work out really well for Lara Bar cereal. The The only thing that I'm not not too keen about is that these are priced so far at $7 a box. Hachi machi. Uh-huh. And that was That's the same price that we saw for Kind Bar cereals, which came out recently, which were, those ones kind of looked so boring that I never really spent the money. And looking at the reviews online, that's kind of a justified choice. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to spend $7 on any cereal, these Lara Bar cereals seem a lot more promising. And I'll probably pick up at least the peanut butter chocolate chip because it sounds amazing. It does sound very good. Chocolate chips are a classic. 
I love I love tossing those in with uh, you know it's cornflakes, some chocolate mm-hmm. chips in there. Forget about it. Um, one more new cereal, maybe not as fa- uh, captivating for you and I, but you know maybe for the kids. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about the new upcoming Sesame Street cereal on a recent episode, which was uh, one two three berry with these little number shaped pieces and obviously a berry flavor. Uh, but now we're learning that there's a second companion cereal to 123 Berry, and that would be Sesame Street C is for Cinnamon Cereal, which uh, is basically the same type of concept as the other one, but now you have uh, letter-based pieces rather than numbers-based pieces. And much like how I was sort of maligning 123 Berry for having a name like that and not including uh, Count Van Count on the box, uh, for some reason, Cookie Monster is on this box, but it wasn't called C's for Cookie Cereal. And it just, it just seems like another huge misstep that kind of, uh, you know, destines the cereal for failure right at the outset. Yeah, I don't... I, it's, it's right there, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, I feel like they, they've had a, a strained relationship with Cookie Monster. I feel like the the uh, the trends are working against Cookie Monster in terms of what we want to encourage kids, the, the, the idols we want to encourage kids to follow. Yeah, they should have put him on the Larabar cashew cookie box instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's some new cereal that we have tried, though. We don't have to wait on, on these. Uh, we've got some that, that, uh, that are fresh to our boxes. Let's start with one that is the least relevant to our listeners, but very relevant to you and I, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to our American listeners, I should say. I'm sure, I know we've got some friends in the UK that that have access to to the Sainsbury's. Right, right. Um, So we mentioned this on, I think it was the latest episode or the one before that, and that's uh, Sainsbury's Mince Pie Wheats Cereal. Uh, and a listener named Sarah was kind enough to send these to both Justin and I. And uh, I personally have never even had a normal mince pie before. I don't know about you. Um, I've used mince in things before. Like I've put some in puddings and 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 had j- like jars of mince uh, before. It's fun to make on your own. It's a nice thing to have around for the holidays. Uh, but a specific mince pie, I don't think I have. I have done. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting flavor. Uh, despite its name, it does not contain any meat in any fashion. Uh, no. But it's more of like a spice. Used spiced... to, back in the, the, old, the olden times. Well, there you go. Uh, but um, we've, it's fallen out of fashion. <laughs> uh, but it's more of like a spiced raisin or, or, or fruit fruity type filling. And uh, what were your thoughts on these, the cereal? Um, you know, I, I, my wife and I both tried it. She, for her, it hit the, uh, the anise a little hard, um, uh, for her, but I actually really liked this combination. I thought it was a very grown up sort of like compliment. Um, I do, I found, I wish that the, and this may be the case. I don't eat any shredded. I've not eaten shredded wheat for a very long time, like plain shredded wheat in a very long time. Um, so this may be uh, right in line with with other shredded wheat or shreddies products for our Canadian friends, but um, the uh, biscuits surrounding the filling were almost aggressively flavorless. I mean, mm. they are they are strenuously, stridently without flavor, uh, and I and I I do wish there was a little bit of something on those just to 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 help li- take this over. But I found, I actually found the filling really good. It was very different. Um, maybe not quite as big of a departure from like raisin filled 
uh, shredded wheat as you you would hope. But uh, I thought it was very compelling. What about you? Yeah, I thought. I, I'm not saying that it's a good thing that the biscuits were sort of flavorless, but having that buffer between this really really potent uh, and sort of puckering filling uh, was almost a, a good intermediary because it is a pretty pretty intense flavor. Yeah. Um, I was trying to look up what what ingredients and spices go into real sort of mince feel, filling to try and get a better idea of what this this tasted like. And there's apparently a ton of ingredients, so I can't really. And they say vary too, for, you know, yeah. depending on 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 who's making it. Yeah, so there's definitely elements of like raisin here. I feel like I tasted some nutmeg and cinnamon, and maybe a bit of like apple and currant too. Um, all, all it kind of left me thinking though was that if we took like maybe 10 to 15% of this flavor and put it in the oatmeal cream pie cereal, that might have made You're it there. the best cereal of the year. And the most accurate wow. in that sense. Uh, you got to try mixing them. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. We don't want to d- uh, dwell on it too long because there is a 0% chance that there will ever be a <laughs> mince pie cereal yeah. here in America. But I, I have, I have, I did get a kick out of it. Um, the, another one that I, I have also tried uh, is the uh, the new round of Elf on the Shelf cereals. Yeah, so you gave us our, your thoughts on it in the latest episode, and I was finally able to try it myself. And I basically share every single frustration that you had, that this is like, it's trying to find a minty needle in sort of a sugary haystack. Which you mentioned this is sugar. Yeah, this is candy cane yeah, cookie yeah, yeah. crunch. Sorry. Is that the Vanilla name of it? Vanilla candy cane cookie crunch. Ugh. So, yeah, <laughs> a V and four C's in a row. Um, but yeah, the Marbits were s- as hard to find as the titular elf himself. Uh, <laughs> these are tiny, tiny little, tiny, tiny bits. That's all I can think. Yeah, uh, they're little, bits. They're literal bits. Yeah, and those bits are the only parts of the cereal that really contain any peppermint flavor. So, if you watch, if you ever watch Cereal Time and you see the old episodes where Gabe used to eat the like decade-old cereal that he would mm-hmm. have lying around, the way the Marbits looked in those, like completely, it looks like a factory accident. They're they are disconcertingly small. Yeah, this was the first time that I thought it needed sort of a, a garnish of well, Prairie Farms is sort of like a Midwest uh, uh, dairy provisioner, uh, and they have this. Uh, I believe they bring it out for St. Patrick's Day, this like really green and thick mint milk. It's sort of just like a liquefied shamrock shake. Uh, and I think that could really be the only thing to make this cereal redeemable. Um, it is a very fitting cereal, though, I will say, for the elf on the shelf as the, the sort of mischievous icon of neutral evil that he is. Mm-hmm. But ultimately a disappointment. Yeah, did did not get the mint flavor that I was hoping for. Um any better luck with the cinnamon? Finally, a cinnamon toast crunch branded product. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon toast crunch soft baked. I almost said beans, and that would be <laughs> that would be a heck of oh, a thing. Oh, that's coming next. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Little cinnamon does to make beans might not mm. be all that bad. <laughs> no, soft baked bars. Yeah, so you might remember when we talked about Lucky Charms Blondies a while, while, while back. And I got, at that time, they only sold these in boxes of like 36. So I ended up eating a dozen or more of them before sort of giving all, giving away a lot of them. Uh, but they were pretty good. Uh, they're just these soft little, if you know, Fiber One brownies, basically that size and texture. Um, and so those Lucky Charms Blondies got rebranded as Lucky Charms Soft Baked Bars, and they're now out in smaller box sizes. Mm. And General Mills then decided to pair them 
uh, as they always seem to do with Lucky Charms licensed products, with a Cinnamon Toast Crunch version as well. And I'm happy to say that these are pretty great. Like, um, they're small, they're super small, unfortunately, but they're basically like softer and doughier uh, cinnamon brown sugar Pop-Tarts. So they taste almost exactly the same, in my opinion. So if you like those Pop-Tarts, you'll definitely be down for those. And the ironic part is that I feel like having six in a box is not enough, and this is when I'd rather have 36 of them in a case. <laughs> uh, now, you you lucky lucky so-and-so got your hands on some Mexican waffle crisp. Yeah. Uh, friend south of the border holding it down for us, cereal-wise. Uh, a lot of it, innovation and adherence to the classics down there. Uh, how was uh, waffle crisp of Mexico? This is an interesting one, because first of all, uh, Waffle Crisp has been discontinued in America for a while now, and we did talk about how they were spotted in Mexico, the, the continued existence of Waffle Crisp, um, but I didn't really know how to get my hands on them for a while. But thankfully, uh, the Mexican candy lady, who you may recall, we both bought Tropical Fruit Loops from, and those were amazing. Uh, she also is selling Waffle Crisp on her website, so it's not necessarily me being lucky because I invite all of you to go to her web store and uh, get some for yourself if you're interested. But aha, I get first dibs because we're recording this in the past. <laughs> Sorry, oh, suckers. Man. They're all going to be already, gone. All right, bottom up. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure of the production timeline of these. I don't know how long they're continued to be made in Mexico. But what really confuses me about these waffle crisp boxes from Mexico is one that th it's not really Mexican waffle crisp because the whole box is in English and they're just Spanish stickers all over it. Um, so it, it makes really unclear the location of production and manufacturing. Uh, and even more confusing is that maybe, maybe it's just been a long time since I've had waffle crisp, but this doesn't look like the same cereal. It doesn't taste exactly like the waffle crisp i remember i was going hmm. back to all my photos of waffle crisp in the past and sort of cross analyzing many, many thousands of photos yeah, you've yeah, taken the of candids. waffle crisp <laughs> um, <laughs> <Boudoir>. <laughs> um the geometry of mexican waffle crisp feels slightly different it seems slightly more square than the more rounded american waffle crisp and the the little the checkses or holes, whatever you would call the sort of uh, uh, square pockets that make a waffle a waffle, seem a lot more uniform and, and crisp, crisply cut out of the center. Um, and the taste, it's, it's the same taste motif, but it's a little less strong and has a little bit more of a, a sweet butter twist to it. It's mm. still good. It's still really great. But it's sort of driving me crazy that I can't tell whether this is Waffle Crisp or some sort of close changeling. Um, well, I, that, I mean, it's frustrating, but it's, it's good to know that it's out there in the mm -hmm. world. No argument there. Um, boy, there's a lot of Mexican cereals that I have not uh, had before. Sorry, everybody about me buying all of them <laughs> uh we we asked you for your favorite uh or, or your dream i should say uh pebbles product a lot of uh, pebbles products last week and um we asked you for your you know how you would like to see pebbles used and uh we're gonna play those voicemails for you now hi dan hi justin this is jordan from connecticut i think the next licensed product that i'd like to see of the pebbles variety 
would be like those strawberry shortcake ice cream bars, except with fruity pebbles, cocoa pebbles, any pebbles. It would be amazing. Almost a little shocked it doesn't exist yet. It almost feels like such a no-brainer. Thanks, guys. I love the podcast. Hi, Dan and Justin. This is Lily from California. First off, thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. The Pebbles product that I'd love to see would be a sort of streusel. You could use it to top a coffee cake or instead of a top crust on maybe a fruity flavored pie. I think that this would be really delicious. And the rainbow colors of fruity pebbles would wow anybody who's receiving the pie. Thanks again. Hello, Justin and Dan. My name is Josh from Oregon. What I see in a new pebble cereal to warm our hearts and minds is coffee flavored. As a second year undergraduate study, I've become well acquainted with the caffeinated concoction, and I believe nothing else would truly pair better than a cup of medium roast and a bowl of coffee pebbles and milk. Who's to say we stop there? Maybe we substitute the milk with actual coffee to create a culinary coffee cacophony. A potential advertising point Post could go for is a sort of play on the Cocoa Puffs drink chocolate milk thing. Instead, it could be advertised as similar to drinking a smoothed iced coffee. I recently discovered your podcast and it's already become one of my favorites. Thank you. And always remember to drink the coffee. Um, <clears throat> thank you, everyone. Uh, I would like to, for our new uh, voicemail segment, or for our next voicemail, round of voicemails, uh, I would like to uh, divert this into a new discussion. You know, it's so rare we have new bits. <laughs> Dan and I wanted to this bite. We didn't talk to you about this. But I didn't talk to you about this. But we, I used the word we. I didn't talk to you about this before. But I would like to start a new ongoing discussion between you Ooh. and the listeners. Are you down for this sort of free form odyssey? Well, that is pretty vague, but I'm going to say mm-hmm. yes. Good. So here's the question that I would like to pose to you and to our listeners for this next uh, round of voicemails: Is it serial? This is something that I have been uh, dabbling with a little bit, um, getting into some, some dark, some dark work, <laughs> some, some, some wet work, some some dark web cereal things. I, it started when I made this really delicious uh, cereal uh, snack mix that was sort of a caramelized version of cereal. Uh, uh, sorry, a caramelized snack mix that had uh, Crispix and I threw in some Oat Crunch Cheerios mm. because they are fantastic and there's some nuts and, uh, uh, you know, butter, sugar, caramel stuff. And you basically cook it in the oven for an hour. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll put the recipe up somewhere if anybody wants it. But anyway, uh, I, I was making this and uh, that night as I was about to go to sleep, I thought, wait a minute. I have all these extra Crispix. What I'm going to do is I'm going to fill a bowl with Crispix, half Crispix, and half caramel cereal snack mix. Mm. Why not, right? But then I started thinking, if I just fill the bowl with caramel snack mix and put milk on it, is that cereal? Mm. And I want to get your thoughts on that, but I also want to get your thoughts on another cereal additive that I wonder if it's cereal or not. 
and that would be peanut butter filled pretzels. Dan, if I filled a bowl with <laughs> peanut butter filled pretzels, the, you know, the small ones, right? If I poured a bowl of peanut butter filled pretzels and I poured milk on it, is that cereal? And those are two, the first two that I would like to get. You're the closest I, thing I have to a cereal expert in my life. I would like to <laughs> get your, your expert. Thank you. I would like to get your adjudication on these two <laughs> options. First is a, I've, I've described them both in detail. These first two entries into this ongoing series. Is it cereal? And it is uh, caramel cereal based caramel snack mix and peanut butter filled pretzels. Okay, well, I guess my first clarifying question is, have you ever had pretzels in milk before? I'm trying to think if we have had a cereal that had... I'm think, I mean, we've talked about, like, pretzel Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I... I mean, are you asking if I've had an officially licensed pretzel cereal? Because that's probably a no. But have I done some dark stuff? in the past that I don't necessarily want to talk about? Yes, absolutely, of course. Yes. Okay, it's just difficult for me because it throws me back to this one experience. Um, I was a middle school child, a child in middle school, obviously one of the, the worst ages to be as a human being. Um, but as, yeah, as, Do not recommend it. Anybody <laughs> listening can skip, skip it. it. Skip it. Skip um, it if you can. But as a, as a middle school boy in the lunchroom, me and my friends were once tasked with creating the worst possible smelling thing we could by a mixture of simple foodstuffs uh, and I found that by putting pretzels in Sunny D it was the most putrid smelling thing I've ever smelled That's in my vulgar. life that uh, is so when I, when I hear pretzels in milk I just wonder whether that could even work at a fundamental level um, but I guess going back to the actual question it, it's very challenging because obviously milk is key towards the definition of something being a cereal cereal or not I, can't even say the word anymore. Um, but when I think about it harder, I, I almost wonder whether it's a case of does it float or not? Because if mm. you think about most conventional cereals, there's rarely an element that just sinks straight to the bottom um, because you don't really get any sort of harmonious cereal experience that way of, of eating every single type of piece at once. Um, and, and since you and I both have extensive experience throwing chocolate chips into a bowl of cereal, you know that those kind of sink like a rock. Yeah, those um, can make for a real bracing experience at the end. You got to be really body in for that. Yeah. So I don't. I guess I don't know the full buoyancy physics of your caramelized cereal mix, but I'm closer to calling that one a cereal than I am the peanut butter pretzels. Um, because I feel like those would sink probably pretty easily, unless there's some sort of air pocket along with the peanut butter. Um, I, I don't want to make this too much of a physics problem, but I right. would, I would there say... There has to be some spiritual elements to this too, because otherwise it's just a simple, do they float or not? I don't want to get into that, because, you know, lots of things float. <laughs> right, right. Um, I haven't asked this question before, and I like to think of cereal as well as soup, because those are ones that are often compared uh, as more of a, a cultural thing, as a process, uh, uh, and more of a, does this personally feel like a cereal to me? Um, and when I'm visualizing that, if it's something that... No, that doesn't really make any sense either, because I was about to say, 
is it in sort of a cereal shape or not? But I would right. consider the likes of like mini Oreos in milk to be sort of a DIY Oreo O's, uh, even though okay. those might sink or as well. Or maybe Teddy Grahams. That, that's kind of just a classic, um, and that's just a no-brainer because there's no officially licensed Teddy Graham cereal to, to uh, you know, invalidate it in that way. But as looking at it from a spiritual perspective, I would say that the caramelized snack mix with milk is a cereal because it provides a nice mixture of, of textures and tastes, and it's something that I could see being done in an actual like Larabar cereal where there's a whole bunch of different components working. But uh, unless sort of the Philo's line of cereals that, that apparently kind of didn't do very well because they were taken off shelves, unless they return with sort of like a, a pretzely pillow or maybe a craved as a pretzely pillow. Well, now that I think about that, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's, it's a cereal. It's a cereal. Wow. There it is. It's always Dan tough but fair. <laughs> uh, if you if you at home would like our judgment on, mainly Dan's, I mean, uh, judgment on uh, what, if, if something you have in mind is or is not a cereal, uh, we would be happy to, uh, to settle that for you. Uh, head on over to bowl.rest and you will see the option to leave us a message. Uh, just, uh, you know, give us your pitch, uh, and, and leave it there. Uh, when you click that message button, if you want to plug in a microphone, that is great. That's going to give us the best sound quality, but not, not a necessity for sure. Uh, but send us the, uh, your way. I'd love to keep this discussion going because I think that there's a lot of merit to it. And please, uh, don't do soup. That one's kind of played out. So yeah, let's go challenge cereal. mode. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you are, have enjoyed it. That same address we gave earlier, bowl.rest, uh, is where you can go to support the show. You can pledge a buck, five bucks, ten bucks a month, whatever, just to keep it going. Half that goes to keep net operational, and the other half goes to a local homeless shelter uh, here in Huntington, West Virginia, my hometown. So we sure appreciate uh, any help you can give us with that. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you want to leave us, we, we never mentioned this, but if you want to leave us a rating or review on a podcast platform of your choice, that's, that's always nice. Um, that, and that could be a real boon to people finding the show, especially if they need some sort of, you know, calm and oasis in, in the, in these troubled times. Um, but thank you for listening. And oh, also one last thing, lest I forget, uh, net is Dan Gabert's uh, website. I would also, you know, we don't plug it quite as often, but if you want the straight, you know, straight to the to the source, uh, I would say the the seriously Twitter, mm-hmm. which is uh, twitter.com slash seriously dot net or sorry at seriously net. This is hard to say, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Seriously net is the Twitter handle. Go follow. Uh, Dan there and you'll get uh, the hottest stuff just as it comes in yeah we'd also like to thank Emily Loper for doing our show editing Chris Zabriskie for his opening theme of The Sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow as well as Bria Davis for doing our wonderful podcast art that is going to do it for us next time so uh, be sure to join us again for next time next time that's going to do it for next time that's right (laughs) (laughs) this is simultaneously the future and the past we have reached full equilibrium and with that we thank you for listening to the empty bowl and remind you as always don't forget to drink the 
melt. I wanted us to each do our own take, uh, just to okay. see our own ways at it. So okay, um, can, I, can I just give it, get, a, get one clean <clears throat> there? Don't forget to drink the milk. Yours is better. I'm going to say yeah, it. I kept it succinct, you know? 